This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. He's a pumpkin. Pumpkins don't move on their own. Golf barely does. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Who's winning? Like, who even knows playing? It so happens that I do. Detroit plays every Thanksgiving. What a shame Barry Sanders retired. He's a real sweetheart. AJ, did you tell your dad and your grandpa how I served him when I waitressed at Kenny Rogers? Colonel Sanders. No, at... Kenny Rogers, Barry Sanders. Yeah, she served him. What was that? I don't even... Uh, John Vicari's on vacation back home in New York. Decides he he insisted he could take care of the Open. I don't even know what that was from, to be honest. Maybe, maybe I'm the uncultured one. Happy Black Friday. You're not Black Friday. Happy Blackout Wednesday, some of you call it. Thanksgiving Eve. Whatever you want to call it, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And like the intro suggests, the Lions, of course, play tomorrow. It's a tradition. And I'm not going to lie. Just like I did last week, I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to write in another win. For less than 24 hours away from kickoff, I'm just going to mark it down as a W. Is that a little premature? Maybe. But everything across the board, indicates this Green Bay team stinks. And I'll tell you why. But before I do that, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Is everyone aware of how rare this is? How special this Lions season has been for the city of Detroit? You are on the verge of defeating Green Bay for the fifth straight time. That hasn't happened since the 50s. The Bobby Lane Lions. It's been 70 years since you've been on a five-game win streak versus Green Bay, whereas the Packers have done that five times against the Lions since 2000. That includes a 10-game win streak for five straight years. The Lions couldn't get it done against the Packers, and now you're on the verge of making history. You win this game, you can officially write in part ownership of that franchise. You're on the verge of winning seven straight NFC North games. I couldn't even figure out the last time that that happened. You have dominated this division the past two seasons. You've got a chance to extend it to a seven-game streak. And then you've got the Bears in two weeks. Chance to make it eight. The Lions have been dominant. There's no way around that. And this is potentially the first win on Thanksgiving since 2016. That's an extremely long time, guys. You are 4-15 and 15 on Thanksgiving since 2004. Tomorrow you have an opportunity to right the ship and improve your record to 9-2 and two for the first time since 1962. The Lions are doing historic things this season, so I want to make sure everyone is aware of that. Everyone is on the same page. Because this has been fantastic. What the Lions have gifted the city of Detroit this year has been nothing short of a miracle. There's no way around that. You're on the verge of doing some historic things with a win tomorrow. 12.30 kickoff. 
The losing on Thanksgiving, it, it's been a tradition since longer than iPhones have existed. It's been rough. And now you've got a chance to make things right tomorrow. This Packers team is awful. They're worse than the Bears. And to be honest, I don't even think that's up for debate. I'll start with Jordan Love, whose passer rating and QB rating don't even crack the top 20 in the league, in a league where it feels like we are watching horrible quarterbacks play every single week. All these backups, all these guys you've never heard of, DTR, where do these people come from? Jordan Love doesn't crack the top 20, and he's supposed to be a franchise quarterback. He's not. Newsflash. Spoiler alert. He's probably not going to be in Green Bay for much longer. He does crack the top 20 in one category, though, and that's interceptions. He's third. Yet he's 15th in turnover-worthy plays, which, if you're asking me, that tells me he plays extremely conservative, and when he does try to get aggressive, it doesn't work out. I expect them to be throwing a lot when you look at their injury report. The mess they're dealing with at the running back position right now is relatable as a Lions fan. Every Lions fan is can relate to that kind of thing because the injuries have plagued this franchise before. And, and this year, it, it's been a little bit easier, knock on wood. But the Packers, this has been the season from hell. Just in the running back room, Aaron Jones, out. Manuel Wilson, out. A.J. Dillon, dealing with a groin injury, questionable to play tomorrow. They just signed James Robinson to their practice squad this week and activated him. He wasn't in the building seven days ago. And there's a decent chance he's taking the majority of the running back snaps tomorrow. Or at the very least, splitting with A.J. Dillon, who again, is dealing with a groin injury. So I do expect the Packers to be passing the ball a lot tomorrow which typically suggests good things for the other team. Jordan Love has not been great. And even when the Packers running backs are healthy, they rank 21st in rushing yards. I mean, at least the Bears have an identity. They're a top five run team. They're a top five run uh, defensive team against the run. They know what they are. This Packers team just seems lost. They, They don't know who they are. They don't know what their identity is, and they don't know what their bread and butter is. Or turkey and gravy, if we want to put it that way. Another thing Jordan Love cracks the top 20 in is sacks. You guys remember what happened in week four in Lambeau, Thursday Night Football? The Lions got to him five times. And say what you want about the Lions not being able to get to the quarterback. It's been a real thing, especially against these guys who can move around in the pocket and extend the play. People like Justin Herbert, Lamar. Against the guys who don't move a whole lot, They have gone home, and that was apparent week four in Lambeau Field. Five times they sacked Jordan Love. Yet, their PFF ranking for offensive line in terms of pass production is third. Really weird stuff. Feels like Jordan Love makes a lot of his own mistakes, whether that's getting sacked or throwing interceptions. Now you say, well, at least they're a a, a solid defensive team. I mean, I guess. They allow 20 points per game. Sounds really nice. Top half of the league. But they have had one of the easiest schedules so far in the NFL. The three best quarterbacks they've played this year are Goff, Cousins, and Herbert. And against those three teams, in those three games, they're allowing 27 points per game. That would be 30th in the NFL. 
So a lot of these stats are skewed. And by the way, the Chargers and Lions both ran for over 200 yards against this team. It's not a good football team. Their best win is against a 4-6 and six Chargers team. And their worst loss is to a Jimmy Garoppolo-led Raiders team. All I want for Thanksgiving is to have some fun for once. Now, I'm not, I'm not asking you to go win by double digits. I'm not going to sit here like I did last week and demand a Lions blowout. I'll be easy on the Lions this week. It's Thanksgiving after all, and I'm very thankful for everything this team has done so far this year. So I'm not going to sit here and ask for unrealistic things to happen, like a 15-14 point win. One by 14 last time. Could expect that again. Things happen in the NFL. As long as you get the win, I'm okay with that. What I don't want is to sweat this thing out. What I don't want is for me to be scratching my head thinking, they're going to win this game, right? All I want is comfort. Just have control of this game. Just have a firm grasp for 60 minutes exactly like you did in week four. And I'll be happy. I'll have nothing to complain about as a Lions fan. I just want them to go, not necessarily dominate this game, but dominate the time of possession. Make Jordan Love look like a non-franchise quarterback. Run all over this team. Hell, Goff, please don't throw three interceptions. I'm not asking you to throw 40 on them. I'm not asking you to take out 10 years of built-up anger on this franchise. Just get a win and make it comfortable. Don't let this game get too close by the end of it. And I'll be a happy camper. I'll eat my turkey. I'll eat my stuffing. And I'll be happy as a Lions fan, which is a rarity on Thanksgiving. Let's just face it. Call it what it is. A spade's a spade. It's been rough. 2016 was the last time that this team got a win on Thanksgiving. It's been rough. There's no way around that. You have the opportunity to right the ship now. Does everyone understand how big of a game this is tomorrow? This might be the most hyped Thanksgiving game the Lions have ever had. Ever. At least in the last 30 years. So I want to ask everyone involved, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? What do you expect? Are you going to the game? Chime in, 989-837-6125. That's a Frick Sports Bar text line. Again, join our conversation. Whatever you have to say about the Lions or Thanksgiving, what are you guys doing tomorrow? What are the best traditions? Where are you going? Who's going to the game? 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues more from the great lakes bay region's home for sports sports radio 100.9 the mitt happy thanksgiving eve happy blackout wednesday however you celebrate today and tomorrow the lions have a mission at 12 30 and it's to win a football game this team has been terrorized by the green bay packers for the last two decades really And they have an opportunity tomorrow to go on a five-game win streak for the first time since 1950. I mean, think about that. That, That's 70 long years that the Packers have, have dominated this series outside of a small stretch in the 90s. Just in the 2000s, the Packers went on a 10-game win streak. That's that's unheard of in football. Like, Like the Chiefs are doing that and no one else. The Patriots with Tom Brady. That that is ridiculous. And the Lions are building to get towards that right now. To be honest, I I don't know 
what direction this Green Bay team is heading. Like that, that very well could go further than just five games. Because, like, for every reason we just went over in the top of the show, Jordan Love is not a franchise quarterback. Like, if you think I'm wrong, go ahead and text in 989-837-6125. But he's been bad this year. And they haven't really asked him to do a whole lot. Yet, he's third in interceptions. This is a good offensive line in terms of pass protection. And he's unable to do anything. Every time he gets aggressive, he throws a pick. Which is why I don't think there's any reason the Lions can't show up, take care of business, go ahead and try to cover your seven and a half. That's what the line's at. Hasn't moved. This Packers team is not as good as the Bears. By any means necessary. Quarterback, rushing attack. I guess the defense is semi-better, but they're dealing with a whole mess of injuries on, on that side of the ball too. I mean, all your best players are hurt. You got your starting linebacker out. You got three guys in the secondary out. They're a mess right now. So if you're the Lions, go ahead and feast on some blood in the water. Because I I really do feel like this is the most hyped Thanksgiving game there has ever been for the Lions. I get it. There was the Barry years. I cannot wait to watch that documentary that just came out. Bye bye, Barry. That's what I'll be doing before the Lions game. But I'm telling you right now, It wasn't known how bad the Lions would suffer back in the 90s. What has happened since then has been torment, really. So now the meaning of this game, the impact of it, that's what makes this game so special. It's definitely going to be the most, the best football atmosphere in the country tomorrow. I mean, I get the Cowboys have their annual game. They're playing the commanders. Who cares? And then that NFC West game at night, it'll be good. Don't get me wrong. 49ers at Seahawks. And I get the the Seahawks have that 12th man, the crowd. But it's not going to compare to what the Lions fans are going to show up like tomorrow, right? Not, Not a chance. Lions fans are showing up expecting a win, needing a win. It's been eight long years since a win on Thanksgiving. They're desperate. They're hungry. And a loss here might be the most disappointing loss of the season. Yep, the Ravens smashed the Lions' faces into the ground for four quarters. Seattle outdueled them in overtime. But a loss here would be just be heartbreaking, man. Just awful. This is going to be an electric atmosphere. This is going to be the most fun place to be in the state tomorrow. For the first time in 30 years, the Lions are taking the field on Thanksgiving in first place Sole first place of the NFC North. 30 years it's been since they've walked into the Thanksgiving game in first place. And today they have a firm grasp on that division. And a win tomorrow would basically not technically clinch a playoff spot, but yeah, pretty much. You already have an above 99% chance to be in the playoffs. Take care of business tomorrow and that basically turns into 100. At what point in the last 30 years have the Lions ever been able to look themselves in the mirror at Thanksgiving and say, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. We're not even in a race. And part of that's due to the incompetency in the division. Sure. But what is that going to discredit what the Lions have done? Absolutely not. Take advantage of these division teams that are struggling. Put together a little run in this division like Green Bay did for so long with Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm not saying they've got the franchise quarterback. I'm not saying it's different. It's a different, different infrastructure. 
But the Lions are building something here. Three games, Ford Field, definitely going to have the best atmosphere and the best food. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but if you're going to the game tomorrow, Ford Field's got this special menu of Thanksgiving stuff like they do every year. Tomorrow they got a turkey leg with cornbread dressing and drizzled cranberry sauce, cranberry barbecue sauce, yum, baked cranberry turkey sandwich, Green Bay loaded fries, like come on, with sliced brats, peppers and onions, crispy cheese curds, and spicy brown mustard. If you're going to the game tomorrow, enjoy it. Like, seriously, this is rare. This doesn't happen very often. Be thankful. I mean, I mean, that's, that's really the bottom line here. Can't we all just be thankful for what's happening in Detroit, in Ford Field, in Allen Park, what Dan Campbell has assembled, what Brad Holmes has assembled, and really what Sheila Ford has done as the owner of this team? Because everything that's happened since Sheila Ford has taken over has been fantastic. She's the one that hired Brad Holmes. She's the one that hired Dan Campbell. She deserves more credit than all of us. So when you're saying your thanks tomorrow, include Sheila Ford in that. Huge menu for Detroit, including the Packers. Also serving a Packers dog in Ford Field. A sausage topped with tangy sauerkraut, spicy brown mustard, crispy potato sticks. I mean... Come on. The Fords are doing it right. They really are. These numbers were almost even more startling. This is an insane amount of food. 4,100 pounds of turkey expected to be sold at Ford Field tomorrow. 1,800 turkey legs. These are the best stats you're going to hear about the game tomorrow. I can tell you Jared Goff's passing numbers. I can tell you what Jameer Gibbs did. It doesn't matter. This is, this is the important stuff. 3,200 pounds of mashed potatoes. 110 gallons of gravy and 4,000 Bloody Marys. Ford Field's going to be rocking tomorrow. And I'm jealous of anyone who gets to go, to be honest. It's going to be fun. Enjoy it. It should be a beatdown on this poor Packers team who is struggling to find an identity unlike the Lions who have imprinted their will onto the NFC North. You're looking to make it seven straight games, seven straight division wins with a win tomorrow. That doesn't happen in Detroit. That's not a thing for the Lions franchise, and they're making it one. Nine and two almost doesn't sound real. It'd be the first time in about 70 years, 1962. Only a handful of teams, if any, get to nine and two every single season. There was two last year, two the year prior. It just doesn't happen. You have to be one of the best teams there is. Not just getting lucky. Not just, oh, we're good. No, you're great if you become 9-2. and two. Because less than five teams do it every single year. It's rare. It's hard. Especially when you run through your division like this. I mean, again, the Lions shouldn't feel any worse about themselves because of the lack of effort or ability to put together rosters in the rest of the division right now. Sure, it's down, but they're capitalizing. I mean, the Lions shouldn't get knocked for that, right? They've been dominant against this Packers team. They certainly were in week four 
14-point win, a David Montgomery monstrous game. I mean, that was really the David Montgomery breakout game. We saw him in Kansas City. He was fine. He was good. He gets hurt, comes back. It was this game. It was the one in Green Bay where everyone realized, whoa, this dude is an absolute monster and an enormous upgrade from Jamal Williams, who, by the way, what's he doing these days? Nothing. I get it. He was a culture guy, but hey, sometimes you need the better players instead of culture guys, which is still why I get salty why they didn't trade for Chase Young on the deadline, but that's, that's nothing to talk about right now. What we're going to keep talking about is the things we're thankful for, and then I've, of course, got you with some Lions prop picks. We have been on fire recently. The last three weeks, we are a whopping 11 for 17. It was a rough week last week, but we were able to bounce back. Uh, we're, we're going to be able to bounce back this week. I've got about eight prop bets cooked up for everybody. We're going to get to that towards the end. But I, I'm telling you guys right now, what the Lions are doing is special and everyone should enjoy it. Because this stuff doesn't happen on Thanksgiving very often. 2016, it's been a long time since the Lions have won on Thanksgiving. It really shouldn't be that long. They shouldn't be on that long of a losing streak. No franchise should. But you know what? They're changing the tradition starting tomorrow. No longer is it, oh, well, we have to watch the Lions break our hearts once again. And then we have to listen to the national media people complain that they have to watch the Lions instead of a good football team. Not anymore. That's not the case this year. You get to watch a very fun Lions offense, one of the best in the league, led by Jared Goff. Somehow, some way. You get to watch a Pro Bowl wide receiver. You get to watch the best offensive line in the country, uh, in, in the NFL, maybe outside of Philadelphia. You get to watch Aiden Hutchinson. It's going to be a fun Thanksgiving for once. For once. Then you get to eat your turkey, get ready for the game. On Saturday, Michigan versus Ohio State. It's going to be a fun weekend. This is one of the best weekends in sports. Really the entire course of the the calendar year. Thanksgiving weekend. It doesn't get better than this. Not to mention Black Friday game. Little Oregon, Oregon State game on Friday as well. Huge Pac-12 implications. And if you're a Michigan fan, you should be watching that because... You're hoping Oregon loses that. You're hoping all these teams at the top lose. We'll keep the Lions conversation going. 989-837-6125. Feel free to chime in however you feel. If you're going to the game, I want to hear what you're excited for. And if you're not, what are your other Thanksgiving traditions? 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Thanksgiving Eve. It's a great day. Underrated day of the year. And honestly, for as much as people, you know, Christmas, best holiday, whatever. Thanksgiving weekend for sports is, is something else. And especially here in Michigan, you always get the game, Michigan and Ohio State. And you always get the Lions. We got, we got to put more respect on Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. Great holiday weekend. Chance to relax. It's like a, like a mini vacation. Let's hit the text line. We're talking about the Lions going 
Uh, home against the Packers tomorrow. In what in a game where I, I really don't think this should be close. I'm not going to sit here and say they have to win by 10 like I did last week because I was happy with the result of last week's game. And if the Lions have control of this game throughout four quarters, throughout 60 minutes, I'll be happy. Whether or not they cover, it doesn't matter. As long as I feel like they're in control, going to win the game the whole time, then I'll feel, for, I'll, I'll feel fine. There's no reason to panic. You don't have to go win by 10. You don't have to go win by 14. It'd be nice. It'd be fun. But just have control. Don't don't ever make me feel like the Packers are climbing back into this or or taking a lead. And just just don't play like you did for three quarters on Sunday, and I'm gonna be happy. Let's hit the text line, 989-837-6125. You guys can text in. Tell me what you're doing tomorrow. Tell me what you expect from these Detroit Lions. Dwayne, Bay City. So many so-called experts are saying Michigan the Lions eight and two record is soft as the Vikings were last year. Rico Beard on the Mike Valeni show said that the Lions record is an asterisk. What a doubter. The same old Lions do not have the wins that they have this year. That's where I'm with you, Dwayne. I mean, the SOL Lions don't win that game on Sunday. They just don't. Down 12, three minutes left, not happening. But this team internally believes they have opportunities to win games like that. You can't count this team out. I, 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 I get it. Their strength of schedule's not the best. And if this was, you know, college-style rankings, college-style, we're going to tear these teams off, yeah, they don't have the best resume to get into the playoffs. But that's, that's not how the NFL works. You get into the playoffs by winning your games. And that's one half of the challenge. Most of the challenge getting to the Super Bowl, it's, it's equally as much getting to the playoffs. And the Lions have already basically secured that. So, yeah, there's reasons to be worried. And and those will come once you play, once you're in the playoffs and you have your opponent. You can start to worry about some of these things, some of these concerns that are, in fact, real. Like, I'm not saying, oh, they're the best team in the league because they're 9-2 and or potentially 9-2 and with a win tomorrow. There's reasons to be worried. There's holes on this defense. But you're winning games. That's what's in front of you. That's all they care about in the building. That's all we should care about right now. It's one opponent at a time. And once you get into the playoffs, you see your matchup, that's when you kind of have to start to cover up some of these holes and and try to figure out ways around that. Jalen from Midland, Michigan. Thanks for chiming in. I love the Lions this year. We fans need to be encouraged because the Lions have not played their best football yet. And the league should be on notice because I do believe the Lions will put it all together at the end of the year once they get Jones involved. Yeah, and goes on to talk about the maturing of Jamison Williams, which will continue to help this offense expand. 100%, like, that's what a lot of people don't even realize. Jamison Williams has firmly put his name in for the wide receiver two spot on this team. And they're slowly working in people's Jones. They're going to get more people. Like, this is an improving team each and every week. You hope the defense can take steps like the offense is going to. Jamison Williams is getting better every week. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to help. You're kind of puzzling together this offensive line. Yeah, this is a team that's improving. And the more experience like last week you get, I get it. You wanted a blowout. It was a seven and a half point spread. You want to cover. But experience like last week, down 12, three minutes left, that's good for Dan Campbell. Like, don't forget that. That's good for the players to be in a a situation like that because now if it happens again, they know they can punch back. 
they know they can spark the lighter just like that and get themselves back into a game. That shouldn't be taken for granted. I get it. It was a scary game. Played bad for three quarters, but they were able to turn it on like that. For me, that was encouraging. For some, uh, whatever. You can be upset that the defense didn't play very well. But Justin Fields, that's, that's the Achilles heel of the Lions, these mobile quarterbacks that run all over us. It is what it is. Like They still were able to win the game. They held them for under 200 yards. So sure, like there's reasons to be concerned. that I'm not ignoring the problems on this team. But every other team has problems too, except maybe the Philadelphia Eagles, which is why the Lions need to gun for that one seed. None of these games can be dropped. One more, James from Ann Arbor. Aaron Glenn needs to be a better defensive coordinator. If we get it together defensively, we'll be the best team in the NFC and we'll get more bandwagon riders. To all the non-believing Lions doubters, do not jump on the Lions train when they win it all. We don't want you. Go Lions. We got this. Yeah. I, I mean, Aaron Glenn's not the best. He's, he's not the answer. He's not the long-term solution at the defensive coordinator spot, but it's what he's got. It's what the Lions have for now. And as long as they keep winning, he's not going to be fired. It is what it is. You just have to honestly hope you draw San Francisco. I know that sounds nuts, but I, I really do think you can go toe-to-toe with them. I think you have just as many weapons on both sides of the ball. Maybe not defensively, but certainly on offense. You have equally as many weapons, equally as many playmakers. And a better quarterback, you don't want to see Jalen Hurts, I promise you. That's the last team you want to see. But what's in front of you is the Green Bay Packers. First of all, first and foremost, go win that game tomorrow. Go win seven straight NFC North games. Go extend your win streak against the Green Bay Packers to five games. And go win your first Thanksgiving game since 2016. That's what's important. And I'll be thankful. Speaking of things I'm thankful for, everyone likes to do lists these days. Top five, top ten, however you want to put it. I've got ten reasons for a Detroit sports fan, a Michigan sports fan, to be thankful right now. Number one, I'm thankful the Lions have a top ten receiver in football. Amonra St. Brown. He's fifth in yards. If he gets 102 yards tomorrow, that puts him past the 1,000 yards mark on the season. And to put that into perspective, he had 1,161 yards last year. He's going to destroy that as long as he stays healthy. Knock on wood. He's the seventh most receptions, fifth most yards after the catch, fifth most first downs, third in reception percentage. In other words, he just doesn't drop passes. He's got glue on his hands. He's got a legit shot in an all-pro team this year, and only six guys get to say that on a year-to-year basis. That's incredible. So I'm thankful the Lions have a top 10 receiver. I'm also thankful that the Bengals general manager, Duke Dobbin, ignored the fact that he had the worst offensive line in the NFL and didn't want to protect Joe Burrow a few years back because they decided to draft Jamar Chase, which allowed the Detroit Lions to select Panay Sewell with that seventh pick. He's the only tackle in football to have to allow zero sacks this season. Think about that. The only guy. Minimum snap count, of course, but the only tackle to allow zero sacks. He's only allowed seven pressures all season long. Again, that ranks first. He's having a first-team all-pro type season. So I'm thankful for Panay Sewell, and I'm thankful that he's protecting Jared Goff. And speaking of Jared Goff, 
I'm thankful that he is the most drama-free, non-controversial, down-to-earth quarterback in the league. Just a stand-up guy at the end of the day. He's never going to hold out for a contract. He's never going to say anything that has a scratch in our heads that the media is going to go nuts about. He's not a head case. He's not creating problems in the locker room or amongst other teams. No, he just keeps it real. Keeps the spotlight off him, and he's okay with that. He doesn't need any of the spotlight, which is a rare thing these days. He's not cringy like Kirk Cousins. He stays healthy. He's played 28 straight games. Knock on wood. First guy to leave. Last guy. Oh, my gosh. First guy in, last guy to leave. Let's just take a moment to appreciate Jared Goff because he doesn't get enough of it. Number four, Jim Harbaugh. Not for being the head coach of Michigan and leading them to -to back-to-back Big Ten championships and potentially a third. What I'm thankful for is giving us low-hanging fruit for content on sports radio. Thanks for cheating, Jim Harbaugh. Not once, but twice this year. Whatever you're telling your staff and players, keep it up. You got coaches crying for you, players pretending like you got life with no parole. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. You're giving us the best kind of content. Thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for Tony Petiti, who's the worst commissioner in sports. Why am I thankful for him? Because he's a phenomenal playwriter. He has made this story so funny, so interesting. I, I still, to this day, to this hour, to this minute, cannot believe they waited until Michigan's plane left to Penn State to announce the fact that he had been suspended three games. It, it blows my mind, really. Number six. Detroit Tigers. I'm thankful that they're taking this seriously this year. What do I mean by that? Well, they signed Jason Benetti to be their play-by-play broadcaster this year on TV. Bali Sports didn't do it. The Tigers did. This is one of the best guys in the business. Matt Shepard is the second most boring human being on the planet, only behind George Blaha. At least the Tigers acknowledge the fact that they had a bad broadcast, let Shepard go, and now they bring in... Someone who's really at the top of their game, best of the business. Benini's good. This is going to make Tigers games way more exciting this year. And hopefully that's not the last accusation they make. Or uh, hopefully it's not the last person they acquire this offseason. Number seven, I'm thankful for Roger Goodell for implementing a Black Friday game. You want to know one of my least favorite things? Shopping. Want to know one of my favorite things? Football. You get a Black Friday game, I'm happy. Everyone else should be happy. It's more football. Number eight, I'm thankful. Here's a good one. Here's one that doesn't get talked about enough. I'm thankful we live in a state with three and a half professional teams, that half being the Pistons, and two great Power Five colleges. There's not a lot of places you live where that's the case, where you have, fine, I'll, I'll credit the Pistons for being a professional organization, even though they don't act like it, that have four professional teams and then two really good college programs. And I get Michigan State's in the dumps right now. Like, let's look past that. For the better part of the last 15 years, they've been a really solid program in both sports. But it's Texas, California, Michigan, Florida are really the only schools or only states that get to say that. And California doesn't care about their college sports. Florida and Florida State haven't been good really in, in a while. And in, in basketball, Florida's been absent in football. Then you have Texas. I. They kind of just do their own thing. It's the little things. Michigan, four sports teams, four colleges, both power five, or two two colleges, both power five. Thankful for it. Number nine, Sheila Ford. Hired Brad Holmes. Hired Dan Campbell. 
hired president of football operations, Rod Wood. She's been phenomenal since taking over as owner. And 10, I'm thankful for Dan Campbell for being the greatest Lions coach in my lifetime and bringing the Lions to glory in Detroit for once. Dan Campbell, you have been a saving grace of this city. For once, the Lions are the face of Detroit. Dan Campbell is the face of Detroit. It has been a phenomenal season for the Lions, and they hope to continue it tomorrow with a game against Green Bay. And I've got good news for you guys. I've got all the Lions prop bets you need next on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. Big one tomorrow for the Lions. I know the opponent isn't this deeming, scary, looming team, but what this means to Detroit to win on Thanksgiving for the first time since 2016, to beat the Packers five games in a row, to essentially lock up a playoff spot early, early as in Thanksgiving early, not even December yet. This is huge. This is meaningful. I get it. It's, it's just a game to everyone else in the country. But to Lions fans, this is special. This is one of the biggest games of the year, obviously. And for once, you don't go into it sulking in your own sorrow, praying that the Lions somehow pull off a miracle. That's not the case. Tomorrow, you're big favorites. Tomorrow, you should go in there and take care of business. There's no fear at all. And in that rowdy Ford field, everyone is going to be fiending for a Lions victory. Everyone's going to be want to sing, want to be singing the forward down the field song. It's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. And I cannot wait for 1230 tomorrow. We'll hit the text line. I'll give you the best Lions prop picks. I've been on fire. Not as much last week. Kind of a slower week. But we're still on fire since we've been doing this. Real quick on the text line. Um, Jalen Hurts puts his pants on like anyone else. Jalen Hurts is human. The old saying, fear God, or fear no one but God. The Lions won't fear Hurts. They will be prepared for him, and I believe that they can beat Philadelphia and anyone else in the NFC. Do not say you knew Detroit would win once they beat the Eagles. We don't want fan doubters. Well, I, I would push back on that a little bit. I don't think anyone's going to... I think there is reason to be a little bit worried about the Eagles. That team looks unstoppable at this moment in time. They just beat the Chiefs, and I get it. The Lions just beat the Chiefs too, but... Can we, can we finally look ourselves in the mirror and say, yes, we did, in fact, beat the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey and without Chris Jones? It's okay to admit. It doesn't make it a bad win. doesn't make it an asterisk win. It's a win. You beat Patrick Mahomes in his own stadium. That's basically the hardest thing to do in the NFL. But that was a different team, just like the Lions team is different now, too. And I don't think anyone's going to be sitting here. Like, I can sit here and tell you I fear Philly, and if they win, I can come in happy and tell you why they won and everything. That doesn't mean I'm going to come back and say, I knew they were going to win. There is reason to fear Philadelphia. They just went to a Super Bowl. They only have one loss. Weird loss to a Jets team. They look good. They look like world beaters. So, yeah, if there is one team that runs a little pee down my leg, it's 100% Philadelphia. Uh, James. The offense is nasty. It's pick your poison. We have a plethora of weapons, and we are going to light up teams. Mark my words. Love you guys. Thanks for allowing us to speak through the text line. Of course, 989-837-6125. That was kind of my thing yesterday, or more so on Monday. 
Yeah, you, you don't have the dynamic quarterback. You don't have the guy that's extending plays. You don't have a lights-out defense. But what you do have is a lot of playmakers. A lot of guys that defenses have to worry about. And even on the defensive side of the ball, dudes that step up when you need them to the most. Time and time again, Hutchinson comes up clutch in the fourth quarter. C.J. Gardner-Johnson led the league in picks last year. He's going to be back at some point, according to him. Kirby Joseph, most turnovers forced by a rookie last season. There's guys you can semi-trust in big moments on third and long in the fourth quarter, two minutes left, that will step up and make plays. There's a lot of playmakers, a lot of guys you have to worry about. That's a good way to put it. The pick your poison stuff, James. It's great stuff. Lions prop picks. Before last week, we were 9 for 11. That's when we started doing it. Three weeks ago. Uh, rough week last week, only 2 for 7, but that still puts us at 11 and 18 in the past three weeks. Pretty good if you ask me. So if you want to tail, if you want to follow, go ahead. Or if you want to fade, not my money, so don't care. First of all, I'll give you my, my favorite one. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, over 25 and a half receiving yards. So he's gone over that four straight games. He's getting 6.5 targets a game in those games. If he's going to catch the ball six or seven times, he's going for 25 yards, right? Nah. What? Brad. I don't know. I, I, I really do like this one. He's throttled this. Four weeks in a row, really, dating back to the Ravens game. I mean, you look at his receiving yards. It's 58, 37, 35, 59. He's demolishing this. I, I don't get why it's only 25 and a half. Maybe they think... Montgomery's going to get worked in, but he has been worked in just as much over the past few weeks, and it hasn't mattered to Jameer Gibbs in the receiving game. So we'll see. I'm taking the over on that. I think they play ahead oh, too hello. far in this game. I think they'll be playing in front. No need to pass the football to your running backs. What He could get this in one play. He's Jameer Gibbs. He's, I guess. He's electric. Uh, Lions over 13 and a half first half points. This defense for the Packers has... Three starters out in the secondary. The Lions are going to be in one of the most electric atmospheres all season long. They're going to get out in front of the Packers early. I like them over 13 and a half in the first half. Sam Laporta. We've went to the well twice in the last two weeks, and it hasn't worked out. It's been two of his worst games of the season. We're going back a third time. He's been quiet. Don't get me wrong. But his receptions are only at four and a half. His over in yards is only at 45 and a half. He's gone over that six times. The Lions, uh, the Packers DVOA against tight ends is 25th. I'm taking both Laporta props, four and a half receptions, 45 and a half yards. There we go. Moving things along. David Montgomery. I mean, Green Bay has allowed over 140 rushing yards 10 times this year. 200 yards on three different occasions. One of those the Detroit Lions in week four, where they ran for 211. David Montgomery's over-under sitting at 68.5 is insulting. Uh, He throttled this team by himself in week four. I don't see any reason he cannot do that again. I get it. Jameer Gibbs will have his lunch. David Montgomery will eat his turkey. But not before he gets over 68.5 yards. There we go. Finally, he agrees with me. All right, Packers. Under 18 and a half total points. Listen, 
Their starting tight end, Luke Musgrave, is out, who they had been working into the offense tremendously over the past four weeks. It's a huge reason they started to find success on offense. He's out. Aaron Jones, out for the year. A.J. Dillon, dealing with a groin injury. Don't know if he's at 100%. Dontavian Hicks, who's been their most productive wide receiver for the past three weeks. Everyone thinks it's Watson. Everyone thinks it's Dobbs. As Jordan Love's favorite target. The past month, his favorite target has been Dontavian Hicks. He's out. He's gone. This Packers offense, the weapons are banged up. Everyone's getting hurt. They're plagued with injuries. I don't see how they score 18 and a half total points. So I'm taking the under. There we go. The cash. Anything for Brad Tunney's approval. Jordan Love. 33 and a half passing attempts. All the running backs are out. 40 attempts the past two weeks. After Jones went out with the injury, they started to air the ball. Okay. They started to air the ball out a lot more. This is a great Lions run defense. Say whatever you want. They have holes on the roster on the defensive side of the ball, but what they've been stout at all season long is stopping the run. They're six in yards per carry, and that has been skewed by the way Justin Fields ran on this team. Just straight up against running backs, they're one of the best. And 33 and a half passing attempts for Jordan Love, they're going to be playing from behind. I think that's that's one of my favorite props. So you're cashing it, cashing it over there, Brad? Perfect. Multiple times. This is favorite one. Um, all right. And my final one. Based on everything I've said today, from 601 to now 655, I don't see a reason that the Packers can't get throttled in this game. I'm not demanding they win. That's not the only way I'm going to be happy. But I just don't see how the Packers can hang in this game. They are significantly worse than the Bears. So I will be taking the Lions spread straight up, seven and a half. That's exactly what it was against the Bears. Electric atmosphere in Ford Field. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a very fun game. Brad, do you have anything to say about the game? You're going to be watching. Where are you going to be? Go Lions. All right. Yeah. Real entertaining stuff. This is going to be fun, guys. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, we'll hit the text line one more not, one more time. Again, if you have anything else to chime in before the show ends, we're going to be off the next two days. Thanksgiving off, Black Friday off. We'll be back on Monday. So if you have anything to say about the Lions, now's your time to speak. Floor is open. Text line's open. 989-837-6126. We'll go back to a couple texts that we've gotten over the show. Um, If the Lions clean up all their bad plays, they can beat anybody. If the Lions clean up their defense, they can beat anyone, including Philly and San Francisco. Detroit was not as good as the Lions team this year, and Detroit nearly beat the Super Bowl Philly team. Yeah. Yeah, they did almost beat the the Eagles last year. And the reason they lost that game was because Jalen Hurts did whatever he wanted. He had all the time in the world to throw that football. They ran all over the Lions. They, Detroit could not stop the rushing attack. Since then, the Eagles have improved their running game. DeAndre Swift somehow, someway has stayed healthy. I don't understand how. But he has stayed healthy and, and has looked like he's playing the best football of his career. He's running hard, uh, a lot more aggressive than he was in Detroit. I think the Lions can beat Philly. Don't get me wrong. If they get that one seed. But, guys, I'm telling you, Philly just doesn't lose in Philadelphia. 
that that's the one place that you go to and it's like, oh, this is a real thing. This is a real factor. If there's one place I don't want to play in the playoffs, it's in Philadelphia. I'll go to Jerry World. I'll go take on the Cowboys. They do it week 17 anyway. Get yourself familiar with the place. I'll go to San Francisco. Weather's not bad there. Supposed to be nice. Supposed to be warm. I'll go, I'll go toe-to-toe with Brock Purdy and feel all right about it. I don't think San Francisco's the world beaters they looked like for the first month and a half of the season. They already have three losses to not very good teams either. But Philly, I mean, they just get tested week in and week out. And every single week, they live up to the challenge. Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level right now. I believe he's the second favorite, only behind Patrick Mahomes. And, and I haven't looked since before Monday night's game. There's a good chance Jalen Hurts is now the favorite to win MVP. I understand, like, they're, they're beatable. Don't get me wrong. And, and I'm not saying the Lions don't have a shot, but that's, that's the one team you hope someone else can take out in the NFC. You hope, the, the, you hope they have to go through the gauntlet. The Niners somehow end up a wild card, and the Lions somehow end up playing someone else. Anyone else but Philadelphia, I guess, is the entire point of this. Um, but that's so far down the line. You've got something special in front of you if you're a Lions fan tomorrow. You've got the Thanksgiving game. And it's not a game tomorrow where you look and you're like, oh boy, we have to torment ourselves watching this game. That's not the case at all. This year, you're going in expecting to win. This year, you're going in expecting fun. Smiles. Thanksgiving's going to be great tomorrow, guys. Unless something ridiculous happens in that Lions game, then it's over. Thanksgiving's ruined. I will be the, the most salty person in the world sitting at family dinner. I will not be having it. I will, I will leave. I'll come up here, go live for the rest of the day, just ranting. But no, that, that, that's not what's going to happen. We're going to keep the talk positive going into the game. So for everyone listening, happy Thanksgiving. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow. And enjoy it. Enjoy the Lions game. That was the payoff, and I hope it was worth it. Thanks, everybody.